welcome back to the Fashion Cupboard podcast and to our first official episode. I couldn't think of a better way to start than with someone who has been definitely a mentor to me since I started in this industry. Gemma Hayward is an amazing freelance stylist as well as being the senior fashion editor at large for Grazia UK. And I personally have worked with Gemma over the last four years. She's one of the kindest people in the industry and pretty much everyone that comes across her can vouch for that. So today we're going to be discussing all things from assisting to things she'd change in the industry and so on. So enjoy. Hi, Gem. Hi, Em. You're right. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah. As well as I can be in these crazy times. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely insane at the moment. Right. So I have a few questions for you that people have sent in. My first question for you is how did you get started in the industry and what advice would you give to someone wanting to get into it? Okay, so I'll give you a bit of a background to how I started. I, um, at, my, at my school, so going back quite a while, there was no uh, sixth form, so I had to go to a local college. So I couldn't find three A-levels that I wanted to do that really interested me. The only thing I liked at school was really um, textiles. So I enrolled in a BTEC, which was fashion and textiles so there's a bit of designing making your own collections and I there I met a really great tutor who really took me under his wing and I wasn't very good at the making side of things but he used to help me do that quite a lot but I also loved to do photo shoots with anything that I designed and made which was um, a big part of kind of building a sketchbook and that was a really um, important part of the course. So he suggested that I should look towards going to university to do like the promotional side of fashion rather than the, the designing, which I wasn't very good at. So just looked around for courses, went to the Surrey Institute of Art and Design and did fashion promotion and illustration. And when I was there, it got drummed into us how important work experience was. So decided to try all different kind of work experience, went to a PR company, went to uh, the Sunday Mirror magazine. Um, I got on really well at the magazine and really enjoyed it. Was doing lots of shoot assistance, kind of, it was a very small team. And I kind of stayed on with them, even though I was still at university. On the days I had off, I used to help out. After graduating, I still was at the Sunday Mirror, but then I also started through a contact um, at the mirror I knew someone at the independent newspaper and I started to do work experience there and got a permanent job there in the end so that was that was where I got my first job after I would say about three years of working freelance assisting so it's quite a long slog but it was worth it for me in the end. Three years of a fashion cupboard and it's and it's hard work I mean when I wasn't at university or a work experience. I was at my part-time job, which was working as a domestic in a hospital. So it is as unglamorous as it sounds, but it was also a really great job. I loved it. I did, you know, I didn't love cleaning toilets. I didn't particularly love making 190 cups of tea a day or however many I used to have to make, but you got a lot of patient contact and it's quite grounding, I suppose, to, to have a job like that. And I did that for, I think it was I counted once I think it was about seven years that I actually worked about seven days a week so I'm yeah. not sure hard work I mean I think 
as well like you said about people skills like it's so important especially in this industry to have people skills mm. and to have good social skills to know when to approach someone if they're like having yeah. a bad day and when to kind of maybe not say something or not bother someone because you can see that maybe they're too busy or whatever and I also think that it's really common I mean I know when I was interning a lot of the people that I interned alongside had two jobs when they were when they were interning just because you know most of the time the reality of the situation is that editorial magazines don't necessarily pay a huge amount for you to be working there pretty pretty long hours sometimes as well so I know that a lot of people that I worked with would have the nine to five or whatever it might be at whatever magazine and then they would go and work a bar job or they would go somewhere else I actually remember really clearly one story one of the girls told me she said to me that she was working a bar job and obviously the fashion cupboard and she said to me that her bar job the night before she had left the bar at like three thirty, four in the morning and had to get a six o'clock train back into London she'd had like an hour and a half sleep she was like I just love this industry so much and I know that if I don't put in this work now I'm never going to be able to break through which yeah that makes me super sad and I actually I think that's one part of the industry that that should change there's not many industries that kind of allows you to work for nothing or next to nothing I mean I don't know what the current rules are but they they did bring in some rules where you know there was a minimum wage and there you know you're only allowed a certain number of interns and they had to be a certain age and they weren't allowed to work so many hours which was needed but there also needs to be you people shouldn't be working for free and I was able to because I lived at home yeah um, and it's close enough to London that I could commute but also I had to work another job to pay for the for the travel and actually just to be able to live. So yeah, it's a it's it's not the best situation, but my I remember my dad once said to me, you know, he kept his mouth shut when I said I was going to work again and how much am I getting paid? Nothing, because I think it's quite hard for um our parents' generation to understand that you would do that. Definitely. I'm like, this is just how what's the, like you just what you do it's just what you do and he said that he was proud and he didn't think I'd get a good job doing that but I proved him wrong and he was really proud so you know that that made it all kind of the hard work worth it I mean I definitely think that hard work pays off and I think you shouldn't underestimate working in a fashion cupboard because I think one thing I was told quite early on it might have even been you that told me but I think I was told you know everyone's worked in a fashion cupboard in a way you kind of feel like you're really really bottom 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 of the food chain and you're unimportant and you know people won't notice if you take an hour and a bit's lunch break or you leave five minutes early because you feel like you're you know you're trying so hard and it's not necessarily always being noticed but I think one thing from my end definitely when I worked as an assistant and I had that kind of hands-on relationship with the interns is that you actually do notice every single small thing that they do like you notice you notice when someone has a really good attitude and they walk into the office and they're just happy to help and it's so much more kind of engaging and inviting and it really makes you appreciate the people that are working in that cupboard because they, are, they aren't being paid a lot regardless and they don't have to be there. So to have that kind of can-do attitude, how important would you say that is to, 
to any role really just having that kind of having that attitude from day one whether you're top of the food chain or bottom of the food chain I mean I think it's the most important thing really you can't be a stylist or a fashion editor without good assistance and what's really challenging sometimes when I've been in that position is when you're in that cupboard and you're very you haven't got a lot of experience yet because everyone has to start somewhere sometimes quite hard to actually have the time to train someone up then you always find that there's always kind of a little pool of pool of interns in the cupboard and they're all really it's really lovely when you go in and you can see them all working really nicely together if there's a good bunch yeah. um, because there has to be kind of someone that's kind of teaching everyone because normally the editor actually hasn't got yeah. that much time to do it so it's really difficult and to have a good attitude and to you know I'm quite a chatty person as, uh, as you know so you know I, I will ask how they are and and how yeah. what's looking good and you know they, they want to be excited about the shoot as well it's not just you know I don't think it's I like to ask opinions does this look good like I'm really happy to kind of open up that question there has been a few times when people have offered their own advice which I don't think actually goes down that well I mean I'm not offended by it but I know other people have been yeah um and that's a really important point actually I think that you are there as an assistant and ultimately there to learn and I'm hoping hoping that the the person that's taking you under their wing is teaching you and not just using you to do the mundane it's like you you want to be able to teach teach the assistants what um they're going to be doing in the future especially on shoots and things when you're like all looking around the, the computer when the the shots are coming through i've had people there going oh that that looks really great or oh that's not working and it's like, you know I'm fine. It doesn't actually bother me that much, but um, I prefer it if if they didn't say anything purely because that's you're judging everyone else People's to work in that yeah. room. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a bit disrespectful. If I've turned around and said to you, "What do you think of that shot?" Yeah. Then fair enough, but and be honest, and I would really encourage that, but not unless you're asked because yeah. I think. Um, I think that's a little bit overstepping the mark. It can also be quite off-putting, I think. One thing that is really kind of like key and something you just picked up on, I really, I remember my first ever shoot with you and it was on a Saturday and I remember it was when I was still Fashion Cupboard intern and I had been, you know, taken on for those few weeks basically to see if I was able to do the full-time intern job, um, which was a year-long position. And I remember... It's actually funny that you picked up on it because you do do it a lot. You ask other people's opinions on your looks and actually that's really different to other people that I've worked with in the industry because immediately it makes you feel involved. It makes you feel included and I think I kind of completely like engage with that when someone says to me like, oh, so what do you think? What's your opinion? It makes you feel valued and it makes you feel like your work is important and I also think you know, when you've been working really hard to maybe call something in or maybe suggest like, you know, oh, have you seen this new brand that I saw on Instagram? It's really cool. And, and you've taken a chance on it. Like you've, you've been like, yeah, sure, call it in and we'll see if it looks good. It definitely helps as an assistant working with someone that appreciates kind of like a collaborative thing. Because I Yeah, think but you have to, I suppose, get it. Not everyone is like my personality. So like, yeah, obviously other people 
you know, aren't as easy going. But I, I, I do remember what it was like to be an assistant. I know I loved being an assistant, actually. I love, I remember just getting like, a look confirmed and being able oh, to... Best feeling ever. I've got, you know, <laughs> Janelle look 55 coming. Yes, yeah, I'm so proud. And, and actually being proud of the row that I've created or yeah. I know that I've chose some shoes because they weren't around. So I've just done yeah. the edit for them and then being really happy with it and just being so, so proud and so happy that, that it went that way. And actually I almost enjoyed being an assistant a little bit more than an editor because the pressure's not as much. Yeah. You know, you haven't, you haven't got the, the ultimate end goal resting on your shoulders in yeah, a way, 100%. but no, I do, I do like what I do, but it, I did love being an assistant because I'm probably a, bit of a people pleaser but yeah. I don't think that's the best thing. I think we probably have that in common to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do think that being an assistant is like the best way to kind of learn and I think without that experience of working in a fashion cupboard or, or whatever it might be or as an assistant you really are kind of like thrown in at the deep end sometimes and you just have to work it out and I think that's the best way to learn is like someone can be like I'm planning three shoots and I need you to you know sort these looks out for me and then they just give them to you and you're like but I've never even spoken to these PRs before like who am I meant to speak to who can I call it means that you yourself actually are responsible for working it out and just making it work it is scary yeah. and I remember when I was at the independent I got I think my first job there because the lady I was assisting was having a baby. So they were like, right, you, you can do her maternity leave. And I was a bit like, Ooh, okay. Um, they were like, right, you can do a shoot for Sunday magazine. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Um, I've done like one test shoot myself. Like, really? And they were like, yeah, you know what you're doing. And I remember feeling like the world was going to cave in because I was so nervous. Yeah. But then I thought, been on so many I do know what I'm doing and I did it and it was you know I found it really stressful um I'm going back to the times a long time ago when we used to use fax machines to do call-ins so <laughs> it was a lot literally calling up someone getting it biked across it was it was more like planning three weeks to send in a fax to Paris to get the looks it was a little bit of a different time but you, we worked super hard it was yeah. you know it was long hours still and it was still the same lugging of suitcases but it, it was yeah as an assistant you really kind of get especially when you're working full-time at a magazine you know that x might like her rail organized this way but actually y likes her rail organized that way it's just you don't realize maybe as an outsider how how much details goes into every single thing like every single look there is so much work behind that yeah and i I think unless you you kind of know a little bit about the fashion industry you don't know about how PRs work how samples work how seasons work there's so much more to it and there's so much planning involved and I think yeah like you have to be an amazing organizer because if you're not then I don't know how good you will be as an assistant so that, that being said leads me on to another question what okay. would you say is like a big no-no I mean, I've, I've already said about kind of giving your opinion on people's work when it's not asked for. Yeah. I think that's definitely the, probably the biggest no-no. Yeah, you need to be a good judge of a situation like you were saying. You know, don't 
don't go up to an editor sitting there with their headphones on typing away uh, in a story and and try even try and be helpful and or ask them if they want a cup of tea because they're concentrating on writing a story you, I think a lot of things are common sense but they can still happen I know I I gave my opinion on a shoot when I was an assistant and the look I got I thought I would never ever do that again and I thought you know nothing was said but I know that I'd overstepped the mark and I thought I must and I do tell people that because I actually think it's really important there is a a certain kind of respect that you need to adhere to working in fashion like bring on the good looks bring on you know dress up for work bring it on I mean that should bother anyone like yeah quite difficult as well with this job is that anyone kind of interested in it it is really hard work it is really long hours it's really difficult if you're on a shoe and sometimes you're on a shoe and you're meant to finish at six but you know that you've got five more shots to do and you're definitely going to be there till eight or nine and you can't leave and that's really hard because people have got other jobs to go to or they've got birthdays to go to or they've they've got theatre tickets or something it's really hard so if you have got any commitments like that that you really really can't get out of you I think you have to be really upfront at the beginning because that sounds really naff but it's true I mean if I know I'm shooting never make plans after because no never (laughs) never ever and and I don't know how wrong or right this is actually I mean I've I've when I'd just been been promoted at the independent to fashion editor it was my first London shows as editor and one of my good friends was getting married she said about that day and I was like it's London Fashion Week and I'm working for a a newspaper here I can't really miss it's too important so I missed her wedding and I mean do I regret it yes I do (laughs) but it's you, you have to miss like to miss really important things I've had to cancel holidays I I was away on a commercial job on my son's second birthday and that made me feel rubbish but I went because it was a week's work and you're grown up and you have to make them decisions so it is but it is not a job for someone that isn't committed I, I also agree I think if there is something that you are you know so set on and you can't rearrange it you just have to be really open and really upfront yeah. and not lie about it yeah because and that's the right approach I think honesty is the best policy and yeah. uh, hopefully you've got someone that you're reporting to that is kind mm-hmm. and yeah I also think that there's never harm in like if you know that you can't do something or you know you can't be somewhere before you even bother approaching it with an editor or whoever it might be, have a backup plan. So have someone waiting in the wings that you know can do the job just as well as you can, that can swoop in. And if it's that important, you know, they can take that job and assist just as well as you could. So you're always covered, you're always giving yourself an option where I'm not leaving you in the lurch kind of thing. That shows really good initiative as well. So definitely, 100%, that's that's important yeah people think that fashion can be so glamorous that they don't actually consider how unglamorous it is behind the scenes I mean there are glamorous parts of it I mean they were not so sure now but definitely I mean I have a bad back and that is definitely the suitcases 100% you know steaming's bad yeah and you also have to 
you have to remember that you have to unpack that bloody steamer down at the end of every day you know it's there is there is a lot more admin than you might think going into the industry if you're shooting in a studio and it's the top floor and the only way up is the stairs, then you have to believe that you are lugging those cases up the stairs. But and equally, you might have a table full of jewellery on a shoe, but every single earring on that table is from a different brand. Oh. So, you know, there's a lot of to in and throw in and couriers and... I think I'm quite tame with my edit. I think I have a story idea and I know what I want. I know the looks I want. I know the accessories that I want. I yeah. don't generally go that mad, but I know some people do. And I, I've seen like a sea of shoes for a 10 page story. And I'm like, why well, have you got like 150 pairs of shoes for a 10 page story? And normally it's those shoots that they end up using one pair of shoes. I think one of the funniest things I remember you saying to me one of the earlier the earlier lessons that you taught me was you saying to me the weirder the better you had like this really you just had this like really beautiful like feminine I can't, it might have been like Dolce like an amazing ball gown and this like really horrendously ugly pair of trainers I remember you picking them up and truthfully in my head I was like oh my god like what like what I can't understand this how is like how is she pairing these like horrendous trainers with this dress and you put them on and it looked so cool and you looked at me yeah, no 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 it I looked was, cool and it looked horrible <laughs> <laughs> no I remember because you looked at me and you were like the weirder the better and then you shot the look and it just looked amazing and I've always like thought about that whenever I'm styling something and I just think it looks a bit too polished or a bit too like just not quite right yeah I think I always know I think how I work is if I stick a if I stick an outfit together and a shoe on and then I just keep we walk yeah. to step and I'm just like oh so it's not right so it's not right and I can't until I've got it right I can't and I might change that shoe four times might not I? I mean yeah I do do that you but then I'm like, then I can forget about it and get the shot done when when I'm happy with it. So yeah, 100%. All the time. But that's why I'm always asking your opinion. Like, yeah. Is this the cool? I'm just not sure about it, you know. And I don't often take the advice of people, which I may well should. But yeah, <laughs> no, I think I think you do pretty well with your own advice, to be honest. Um, oh, got another question for you about what you would look for in an assistant. Just some someone that I can is probably on my level and easy to talk to, and that I can quickly shout out pins or something, and they'll know what I mean. They'll know exactly what I mean, and that can. I think personality is a huge thing about it. Actually, someone that's organised and that gets back to me really quickly, like, or I often get recommendations for people. Like, if I'm stuck for an assistant for a job. I will ask you if you know anyone or um, that's really important actually if you're starting out you need to you know make friends with the other interns in the cupboards and when you're on set make friends with the photographer's assistants and then that's your whole network that you're going to be going through the ranks together and you can start your test shoots with everyone and you know you, you start to form these little groups of working groups that you all might go to one magazine and then someone else goes to another magazine and then they recommend you for that. And it, it's a great networking opportunity. So, and then that's how the assistance gets passed around as well for the editors. Like if, if I know 
when I was at Grazia full time, I'd ask stylist or Elle magazine who who was good at the moment that they had. Or when I was at the newspaper, we used to ask, we used to share with the ones between the newspapers because we were allowed people for six months each. So it'd be like you'd go to one for six months and then you'd go to the other. And it's a really good way of getting around. And if you've impressed somewhere, you will get more work experience because yeah. you've impressed somewhere and made a mark and how you make a mark is just I suppose being good at being organized and professional and and kind and and just not a madam and I think you know I from the job I've already explained that I did I mean working at a hospital if something needs you know a bin needs emptying on set I just do it but I think as an assistant that's quite a good trait to have I'm not saying you have to empty the bin everywhere you go but if you see you know the dressing gown has fallen off of the model's shoulders can't put it back on it's like you're there to help and you're and if you're seen to be as helpful as you possibly can without going over the top then I think then you'll get far if you make yourself like indispensable almost then you're never going to get a bad review and I also think it's really important which you obviously picked up on too like networking with the people that are on shoots and also just being friendly because you know that client might come back to that stylist and say you know what that assistant was really brilliant we really liked having her will she be assisting you next time she was really helpful and I guess it all comes back down to attitude and you should act professionally when I'm working on an editorial shoot is kind of more that I'm I'm the kind of boss figure yeah. but then if I take a new on an, a commercial job with me then you know I'm working for a brand yeah. and I'm on my best behavior and I expect my assistants to be on their best behavior and to look busy even if there's not much to do it's it's fine to ask the client by going through me like they say, you could say to me look shall I ask the client if there's anything to be done I'm like yeah of course obviously yeah. always go through me don't directly go to the client because you never know who you're dealing with but I would have a good gauge on that and it would be my relationship with yeah. them is ultimately on that line when you're taking so actually it's much stricter on commercial jobs on commercial jobs my role is often very different as well I never know what I'm going to be doing for different different brands I do different things for so yeah. sometimes I might be art directing and styling other times I might just be styling I might be doing the whole thing I might have done a whole uh, brand concept for them yeah. so and I've been really heavily involved in it and then my assistant's there to kind of actually do the proper styling and I'm just overseeing everything so it, it's it is different it's quite stressful actually that to have to adapt to be so adaptable between different brands and different situations but yeah um, something that comes with experience I think that you kind of learn that I think however it is amazing to have experience in editorial because that's when all the you know the big wonderful arty you know you know yeah. it's, it's wonderful to be around that but you also get to the point where you do need to do commercial work because that's where you'll earn some money as well and yeah. um, it's nice to be able to kind yeah. of give your input onto a brand and then see your images in a shop window or in a billboard or online and it's a challenge because it's not easy because you're coming in as an outsider into a project that someone might have been working on for six months yeah and then you're meant to 
your opinion on it and you know it's really important so you have to be able to give feedback on why you think you always have to have a reason I think you said that as well it's like you always have like a backup so I wouldn't ever go in say I don't think that looks working I just don't like it I mean that's just it's not how I think it's a positive way to operate I might say that's looking good I think we can do better if we did this then we would tick off this box and this box and this box. And I think we'd have a really good response. Yeah. You know, I think it's a way of wording things and a, a way of um, approaching a situation and that you can kind of feed that back to being an assistant as well. Definitely. I mean, there's just no use in saying something isn't good and not having a solution to fixing it. So I think it's so important to learn that lesson early on and just to know if you are asked your opinion and you are, you know, going to give your opinion, then always kind of firstly be gentle and kind with what you're saying, because especially as an assistant, like you said, you don't go in all guns blazing and say, actually, I don't like these shoes. I think you should use these ones instead. But you can always, if you're asked, you can give constructive criticism and say, oh, you know, I think it looks great. But how about these ones? You know, they're, they're really cool too. Why don't you try these if you don't think something's working? It's just definitely, like you said, about the way you word it. And it's about the way you deliver kind of what you're saying my final question from you is coming from Lillian Ceci Guzel god Lillian I hope I said your name right because the pressure's on me now but she had a question for you and she also had a little story so I'm going to read the story because I think it so accurately sums up what it's like to work with you because it just it really does um and then I'll ask you the question at the end so Lillian wrote in to say, the first time I worked with Gemma, we were on our way to Paris for a cover shoot. We were on the platform about to board the Eurostar when Gemma spotted a mother and son, no more than three years old, with lots of luggage. The mother was clearly struggling and looked like she was about to break down into tears any second. Gemma approached her and calmly started helping, making sure she got on the train okay. Despite the fact that Gemma herself had four suitcases, a team, and I'm sure a million other things to worry about pre-shoot, my question to Gemma is, how do you make sure you stay grounded in an industry that's known to be quite consuming? Oh, Lils, that's so <laughs> nice. I, I think, I mean, I think it's how your approach to life, I suppose, is how I've been brought up. I wouldn't ever see, want to see anyone struggling. I would always try and help if I could. Susanna Franco, I worked with her at The Independent for a really long time. She's editor-in-chief of Another Now. and She's an amazing writer and um, probably the most inspiring person that I've ever worked with. And even though she's one of the best fashion writers in, in the world, she's always been so kind to me. She's never made me feel like I'm not good enough. She's been really just supportive in everything that I've done. And I've been in at Paris Fashion Week with her and and I know that there's a very famous stylist that I've been introduced to her probably like at least 10 times I'd say over my career she says oh nice to meet you and oh, I work no. with like, I think 13 years all in all no it's more than that she did 13 years I did at the independent and five years at Grazia because she took me across to Grazia with her so yeah 18 years I worked with her and she's a bit of a legend Susanna but would still look out for me and and it I've been lucky to have that in my career I you know I was kind of nurtured by her and kind of see that actually you can be quite a legend in the industry and and not be a bastard and I don't ever want to be a bastard and 
me real talk there, but I, I really don't. And I don't ever want to be. Yeah. How will I sleep at night? I want to be a nice person. And um, I might have held my career back, but it is what it is. I'm not, I, I can't be something I'm not. And I don't want to be known for being unkind or unhelpful. And I actually, a part of my job that I have loved is, is helping assistants. And I'm still in touch with most of them, I have to say. Like, I speak to you all. I still... Yeah. my mates it's like I'm, yeah. I'm quite lucky in that respect that I get to work with my mates and I you know I want you to do well and I want to encourage you and I I enjoy trying to help you and give you advice lots of old like stylists that I work with still contact me and what should I do about this job and what rate should I charge and what what do yeah. you think and you know I'm happy to give advice I really am I mean you're not going to learn it any other way and that's because I've had that I've had that from Susanna and I want I want to pass it on but persevere and work as hard as you can and try and seek them opportunities out and you'll you'll get there in the end so there you have it a rule book of how to be a great assistant as told by Gemma Hayward thank you so much Gem for being a part of this podcast it was great talking to you For everyone else listening, please stay tuned. We will be releasing a new episode next Sunday. So keep an eye on our Instagram at the Fashion Cupboard Podcast to see who we'll be speaking to. If you have any questions at all, then feel free to email us at thefashioncupboardpodcast at gmail.com or send us a DM on our Instagram. See you next Sunday. Bye.